Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast. I am Brian. I'm Lizzie. And we're alive. Lizzie, half as much. Yeah. <laughs> it's this thing called finals and being on a trimester system at school, plus doing three other jobs. Yeah. I don't know what that's like because I graduated. I don't know, I just do this thing where I get bored really easily, so I'm like, wow, I have a day open, let me fill it with something else. <laughs> That's so dangerous. Staying still is not good for me. That is... I work, I operate really well under consistent stress and anxiety, which is incredibly unhealthy, but listen, <laughs> some of my friends have literally shaved off probably a total 20 years off my life expectancy anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I know I'm going to die young, it's chill. Wow. <laughs> I've accepted this fact. I've given up already. I already uh, know. <laughs> good. Some people it takes them a lot longer to give up on everything, but you learned young <laughs> to give up sooner. Just get it in and get out. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back. Uh, we had a very cool week end and week since uh, releasing our last episode, our interview with Adam Siska. Um, yeah, we got in AP Magazine. <laughs> Which is pretty wild. I wasn't ready for it. I found it and I immediately sent it to our Discord chat, like screaming in, you know, explanation point. And I was <laughs> Holy like, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it was weird, like just posting about it and just being like, Holy shit, we're in alt press. Like, <laughs> uh, shout out to Alternative Press for picking up our, yeah, our, our podcast. I was, I was honestly like a little surprised that Adam Siska said so many things that, like, weren't really out there yet like we were able to break news which i'm like no one should entrust me with that no one should i was so me. surprised i was yeah. like wow is this how breaking news and like real life feels like <laughs> wow basically uh the local chicago tmz i don't that, know the emo version the emo tmz the esc oh. tmz that's not what i wanted <laughs> <laughs> i know uh i don't really either but it was cool siska's a really cool dude and uh, obviously being able to, to talk about a band that we grew up with and, uh, knowing that, you know, there's some potential for more stuff in the future from them is pretty neat. Uh, having the power of knowing that information and putting it out is scary, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's cool. It's cool. Um, so we were in all press, uh, if you look it up from last Friday, I don't, I guess we can put a link to it, but it's basically just like exactly what we talked about in the podcast. So if yeah. you missed last week's episode, go check that one out, I guess, and you get the same idea. Um, there is still about an hour of content uh, from that episode that is left on the cutting room floor. Um, so we might put that out later. But the main the main meat of what we talked about was uh, the missing album from the Academy is... And uh, and a little bit about Brendan Urie and Panic of the Disco kind of breaking up the Academy. You know, is. He's like literally the nicest person to ever exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's there's some good stuff that was in the episode. So I wanted to put out more focused on on the music end. But 
we uh, if you watch the Twitch stream, you can see all that. But we we have another hour or so to put out with Cisco. So I think we'll eventually do that, put out that episode as its own standalone thing at some point. If we need to fill time in our episode schedule. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, Brian's abandoning us for three weeks to go across. Uh, the just a week, a week and a half. Oh, just a week. Nice. Yeah, I was supposed to go for three weeks, but I, I decided that wouldn't really be worth the time. Any, so yeah. I'll be in the UK for a week and a half at the end of this month. So, yeah, it might be out around then when we can't get an episode. Look out, together. guys. <laughs> uh, I might have all my stuff with me, though. You never know. I might be able to, to do some stuff. Um, also, the Alternative Press uh, linked the YouTube video for the Cisco interview uh, which is awesome. It made me think that, like, yo, you should go subscribe to us on YouTube. Because, uh, yeah, I still want to do, like, cool stuff. But it very much feels like we're talking to a void over there right now. Um, so it would be cool. If we get to 100 subscribers, we can change the the, <laughs> the name to YouTube.com slash Emo Social Club. But only when we get to 100. Come on, guys. We can do it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, go to search Email Social Club on YouTube or go to the links in the podcast notes. Uh, and then you can, yeah, go to our YouTube and subscribe. And then if uh, you subscribe. do it, if you're like the last 20 people to do it, we'll give you a shout out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's an incentive. If you comment on the, the videos, we'll, uh, we'll shout out like that you subscribed and you're a cool yeah. friend to the, to the community. Uh, also, subscribe to PewDiePie because... That's the meme. Because you're a 12 year old girl? Because uh, it's a meme. <laughs> Literally, that's all it is. It's just a meme. It's a stupid fucking meme. It's pretty funny, though. Um, also, I DJed Emo Night LA last Friday, which was just, it was just a crazy day overall. Uh, but I had a lot of fun. Uh, my friend Chelsea runs the Chicago version of it, and we had a blast. So thank you if you came out and. Thank you if you checked us out after uh, I yelled Emo Social Club from the stage a couple times. And yeah, welcome I'm, if you're new. I'm so glad that you did because I wasn't able to get in. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I think they oversold it because I walked oh, up. Yeah. It was like 10 o'clock and they were like, you can't go in. And I'm like, but it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a one in one out situation. But yeah, like everybody was there actually, early. like paid for it. If they weren't uh, able yeah. to get in, because there was a there was a handful of people who lined up um, behind me and my friend after we got there who weren't able to get in. Yeah, we ended up leaving. We went to Demos anyway, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you didn't lose much, but no, I didn't yeah. lose much. I got some pizza. Yeah, I would definitely suggest like for the next one if you're whoever's planning on going, like you know, get there early. But they also like, I would say that probably after because uh, our friends in. Uh, this emo hip hop group dying design dying in designer uh, also played that night. Uh, and I think that after they played, like a lot of people were starting to clear out cause it was getting late and it was a 17 right. and up event. So uh, people had to get home because they're under the age of 21. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that was also the issue too, was that this was like one of the first emo nights that was like 17 plus besides yeah. the one with real three. So yeah. When they were like, oh, it's sold out, I was like, I'm not surprised, but I don't think they realized how many people really yeah. wanted to go and who can't usually go. So, I mean, for the future reference, it'll probably be more organized. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. But I, I know that uh, it, it would have it been easy to get in if you came at, like, midnight, but also, like, it would have been sort of wrapping up for the last yeah, hour. Yeah, so you'd be like, okay. Yeah. 
Um, but it was a good time. It was fun. Uh, yeah, everybody was super chill. Everybody's having a good time. Felt very like just uh, just a yeah, just a group of good people just around having fun doing emo dances and shit. Emo <laughs> shenanigans. Emo shenanigans. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully more in the future. We'll see what happens. What transpires. Uh, our episode before the Adam Siska episode, we talked about the Chicago elections and why they mattered to you. And we did that in a tight hour 45. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we really like clinched, you know, cinched it in. Yeah. Oh, hey, can I get a, can I get a tight hour and 45 to do this thing in? Uh, that's unrealistic to do it in any less, but, um, they happened, uh, the same day we had our interview with Cisco, so we haven't had a chance to talk about the kind of results from that. Uh, the main takeaway from that was the mayoral part of it, which had 14 candidates yeah, a uh, lot go of into the... Too yeah. many people. <laughs> uh, and then like a third of the, the population of the city actually went and voted. Uh, I voted early. I voted on... Uh, Monday, I went into the voting area. It took me like 30 minutes for the whole process. Like you fill out a form, you get a little card, you put it in a voting machine. I had three things on my ballot to vote for, and then you're out. Like it was super quick. Um, and the two people that uh, are going to a runoff. So the, the, the way it works, if you're not in Chicago, is that uh, the two people who get the highest percentages of the vote go to a runoff. So out of the 14, they narrowed it down to two. And then in April, everybody has to go and vote for uh, of the two candidates for mayor. Uh, I think that there's a certain amount of there's a certain amount of things that led up to why you would only have uh, uh, one third of the population go to vote on a February Tuesday in like. Like it was freezing cold when I was walking to the poll on Monday and it was freezing cold on Tuesday. So like, I'm not surprised a lot of people didn't really want to go anywhere. Uh, and also with 14 candidates, it's hard to really like decide and get to know them enough to where you're like, I feel confident in the choice that I'm making. I think that now that it's going to a runoff and it's between, uh, two people, which we'll get into who those two people are a little bit in a second, but um, I think I think it's just that'll lead to a much higher voter turnout. I hope because April is generally warmer. Right. Well, and the thing is too is that people don't have like Rahm Emanuel. So I mean, I feel like it sounds awful to say if he was actually still running for mayor this year and he was in the runoff, I think there'd be more people out yeah. to vote against him. Yeah. But I think because of that, and also for the fact that voting voting is never a like holiday. And a lot of people who would vote, especially here in the city, you have a lot of people who, you know, work odd, you know, odd hours. It's not just nine to five. They have, you know, maybe they work like in the morning or super late at night. So if you can't get it off of work, it makes it harder. Yeah, agreed. I think uh, hopefully April will look a lot better for uh, the turnout. Um, The mayoral election ended up with two African-American women. Uh, so no matter what happens, this will be the first African-American woman mayor of Chicago. Uh, you have Lori Lightfoot, who got the highest percentage, and Tori Preckwinkle, who was the second highest percentage. That makes sense based on what I just said. So, Good job, um, yeah. Yeah, I did the math there. The math pans out that those were the top two based on their so percentages. Proud of you. 
Um, but Lori Lightfoot, who is an uh, African-American woman, who's also uh, would be the first uh, lesbian mayor of Chicago as well. So uh, you've got that as well. So, I mean, it, it, it still is historical, although we do have, uh, there, there is a lot of information coming about, about them now that we can sort of focus in on just the two of them. Uh, Lizzie, you were telling me about how uh, Lori Lightfoot is a bit in the pocket of the Chicago PD. Yeah, so a lot of people didn't make this realization or want to, um, you know, really look at it. And she is really buddy-buddy with a lot of the Chicago police departments around the city. So there's a lot of, you know, scrutiny and concern that especially with, like, the Chicago Cop Academy that's, you know, being petitioned around um, in the south end of the city, if that would be more of a possibility if she is then in charge. And what's going to happen with police on the streets is, you know, the city of Chicago. We still have a lot of crime and violence that happens against people of color, especially with involving Chicago PD. So there's not a lot of trust there. So that's one of the main issues. Something that was also really interesting that one of my friends pointed out to me the other night was um, there was a WBEZ breakdown of the demographics of who voted for whomst and where they lived and everything. Whomst. And people, whomst, whomst did it. Um, <laughs> voted. So people who primarily voted for Lori Lightfoot were primarily up north in, like, the northern um, suburbs of the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And people who are actually more on the south end um, actually voted more for Willie Wilson, who didn't make the runoff. But I find it so interesting that, you know, somebody where basically in areas that they are more minority based populated aren't voting for Lightfoot specifically because she has so many connections to Chicago PD. But people on the north end who are going to be stereotypically like younger white millennials, for the most part, Mm -hmm. are voting for that person. And then and it calls into question if they're really well informed with it. Or are they just going off of single-issue votes because there were just so many candidates? Mm-hmm. Because I talked with somebody who their main single-issue voter, um, why they <laughs> did for somebody, was because they didn't approve of the dibs rule, which here in Chicago is like a huge thing every year where when <laughs> comes, you have to shovel out wherever you are. And it's people, you know, are like, well, I shove it out in front of my house, therefore it's my spot. So I'm going to put like a lawn chair there and I'm going to key your car if you put your car there because it's not <laughs> supposed to be. <clears throat> so Willie Wilson didn't approve of that. He didn't like that law. And this person I spoke to was so adamant about voting for him simply because of that. But no other issue that like we went through our an hour 45 minute video with. Um, so it must be really nice to be that privileged. I just, you know, that's really where it comes at the end of the day. <laughs> it does. And I mean... Uh, your main issue is the dib system and not, you know, affordable housing for people who need it, you know? Yeah. It's really wild. Uh, I think that... I mean, I, I think we'll do another episode on the Chicago runoff when we get closer to yeah. uh, the date. Because obviously our goal here from our... <laughs> whoever's listening to us, our goal is that we would push people to get involved with local politics and to get involved with being a part of them. Uh, one third of the population of Chicago voting for something is obviously still pretty low. Um, yeah. 
and it doesn't really give a good idea of the full demographics. If it is easier for people on the north side to go to the polls and to vote for somebody who may not have the best intentions for other groups or may not understand uh, how to benefit those other groups, uh, I think that it would be much better if we could get more people out to the polls to vote according to demographics that affect everybody. We have my idea. Lizzie, you, uh, you wanted to talk about something that I have next to no opinion on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know in our Discord chat, you seem pretty uh, not super amped. I, okay, so the Jonas Brothers decided to get back together, even yeah. though they were related by family. And they, they were brothers. like, let's put out new music that sounds like everything else that's happening right now. And that song's a fucking bop. It's not bad, but, uh, yeah, you, you, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you talk us through the reunion of the Joe Bros? The reunion of the Joe Bros is magical. Um, so <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, emo people on Twitter, at least, who were like myself, very secret undercover Jonas Brothers fans, because <laughs> when you were in high school in 2012 through, from uh, 2009 to 2012, at least. Um, if you were an emo or semo or scene person, it was really looked down upon to really like the Jonas Brothers. Um, so now all of us are thriving because we found <laughs> each other via social media. Um, <laughs> so I'm super amped. I've been a Jonas Brothers fan since um, I saw them through a Radio Disney concert that was free at Dirty Nelly's in Palatine. Oh, my God. And it was a jingle jam. Um, so this is probably like when I was in middle school. So like 2007, 2006. Jesus. Yeah. So I'm very amped about it. Um, they came back and it was much more poppy than I was ready for. But Sucker is a bop. Pretty much everyone in my office liked it, except for one person, because he's like, why don't we listen to the new Solange album, even though I don't like it? And it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Be happy. Listen. Um, but the Jonas Brothers coming back is really rad and really cool. And I don't know what year it is anymore, because Ali and AJ also announced that they're going Yeah, back I saw that too. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I know, right? Um, I'm really upset, because I'll actually be down in Atlanta when they rode through Chicago. So, uh. crying about it. <laughs> uh, but the Jonas Brothers coming back, they actually are on, like, James Corden all this week, doing whatever yeah. she does or something. Uh, the skits on those are actually pretty funny, or I could just be incredibly biased. Uh, who knows? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm just going to put this out there. I was a part of the Jonas Brothers fan club when I was younger. Oh, my God. And I have a Team Jonas patch <sighs> that I need to put on, that I found, and I need to put on one of my jackets or vests. <laughs> um, I have seen them seven times. Um, I have met the Jonas Brothers. I have a whole ass couch signed by the Jonas Brothers in my living room a couch? that I went to Radio Disney. A couch. A whole ass IKEA couch. What the fuck? Yeah. They were just like giving away couches signed so, by the Jonas Brothers. 
So when I was younger, um, my parents used to, because we always went out, because um, my parents didn't want to keep me locked inside the house like a shut-in, you know. <laughs> so we would go out to, like, different Radio Disney events when they were still, you know, normally locally um, on air. Rip. Yeah. And they'd have promo events where they'd be like, hey, we're giving away, like, these tickets to stuff. So, like, that's also how I won a bunch of tickets to go see the Jonas Brothers. Um <laughs> But we entered and we ended up winning, and it was the Jonas Brothers were playing at Six Flags Great America and Gurney that. with Everlife and Kiki Palmer. So it's also signed by them. Oh my god! And it was like you get to sit like front row, so it was like barricades. So you sat in the couches that they signed while you watched them. Oh, okay. So I have a whole, and then they sent the couch to my house. Okay. And I also met them there. <laughs> so. What's up? I don't um, Ultimate Jonas Brothers stand here. All my siblings also uh, started to play instruments, drums and guitar, because so they wanted to play Jonas Brothers songs. That's not bad. Right, yeah. My sister actually plays the drums really well. She just doesn't want to do it. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, right? Yeah, And then um, my whole family is a big Jonas Brothers family, so when their <laughs> new single dropped for Sucker at, min- at like 11 o'clock, we were all up playing it, so we're like a, a whole ass Jonas Brothers fan. <laughs> oh my god! So it was great. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. Yeah, clearly. No one at work was uh, ready because I like flipped out about it. Um, I flipped out a lot. And my manager was very concerned, and like was really confused, like incredibly <laughs> confused. Um, so there's that. And then I also came in on the following Friday and I sit down It's eight 30 in the morning. One of the guys from our sports station, um, they've been doing a bunch of like weird giveaways cause there's no sports ball stuff going on right now. So they're doing right. like, they're giving away tickets to see corn. So it's like super weird. <laughs> yeah. They were like, some of those oh, corn tickets. Go, they're like, go Jira. And I'm like, all right guys, we're going to stop here right now. Cause well, they, the, they don't know. It's really funny. And they were like, oh, I think I saw the Jonas Brothers scheduled for a tour date at this venue. And I, like, jumped out of my seat. I said, shut the fuck up. You're fucking with me right now. And I yelled it at them. And my manager was, like, looking like, oh, what's going on here? Um, but uh, I can't confirm or deny anything. Um, nor can I say it for jeopardy of my job. Yeah. But it's going to occur at some point. Yeah. I mean, we know they're going on tour. They wouldn't. Oh really yeah. Announce. Just like, oh, here's a song. Anyway, uh, gotta go. <laughs> so yeah, there will much. be a tour, and it'll be probably over the summer, and it'll probably be at Tinley Park because that's where everybody's going now. Uh, I know. Slipknot's going there though. I hate Tinley Park still. Uh, I know. I want to go. I mean, just as much there. as I kind of, I don't like Ravinia either. It's like the same setup, and then everyone rushes for lawn seating. I worked mm-hmm. events over the summer where we worked an OAR show, so we had to get set up inside Ravinia before everyone else came out. And people would wait outside at the gates and like be like, let me in, like, two hours before. Why? And then they make a mad dash sprint with all their alcohol and, like, uh, lawn, whatever. Yeah. And, stuff. and I'm like, what is going on? Be adults and buy normal pavilion tickets, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and some of those shows, like, if nobody buys, like, pit tickets... They, they, they will like upgrade you, yeah. And uh, that that corn tour you were talking about has like Fever three 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 and Under Oath on it. Yeah. So that one actually like 
could be legit. Like you'd have to watch probably those two bands like from wherever you are. But then like if nobody buys like pit tickets, then uh, then you would probably get upgraded if you're sitting out in the pavilion area. Usually I, I was sitting in the pavilion area before and like got upgraded to the pit. So it can happen. I would suggest not buying pit tickets no matter what. Uh, yeah, so honestly, that I can get upgraded if I go. Get, like way too expensive, especially at Live Nation owned. Yeah. Um, venues. So hold out if you can, unless it's <laughs> someone you really just really really need to see. Please don't let it be Imagine Dragons. Uh, I had I, a friend. He sent me a photo because he was so close to the stage. And I was like, oh, that's a cute little mic setup. And I was trying to think of who was playing because he's like, I'm at Hollywood Casino. And I'm like, oh, who's playing? And I couldn't think of it. He's like, Imagine Dragons is so <laughs> excited. I'm like, you paid money. Oh, boy. And I was like, I was just offered like four tickets for free at my work for pit tickets for Imagine Dragons. And you legitimately paid yep. at least $100. Oh, boy. Uh, well, speaking of summer tours... Uh, we have a couple of, there were a few other announcements that happened this week. Uh, cause I guess it's just the time to get prepared for everybody coming to town. Uh, the 25th anniversary of Warp Tour was announced. Yeah. Uh, even though they were like, Hey, actually this is it guys. Bye. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that Kevin Lyman not lying about like, Oh, we're going to do some other dumb shit though. Yeah. <laughs> like we're going to show up, uh, and do some other shows. This won't be, um, they won't be like the same national. It's just gonna. Impression. It's just not gonna be touring. It's just gonna be all right, guys. Come to one of these three places. Yeah, which uh, I really doubt is going to be Ohio for most people. Yeah, so Ohio uh, is just the uh, kind of like the opening ceremony for the Warp Tour, like setup thing. So it, basically, Ohio is at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And they're going to have a special Warped Tour exhibit, which is cool. And a lot of people were under the impression that they would have equally cool bands. Yeah. Or, like, bigger bands. And so pre-sale sold out, like, within a day or two, I think. Mm -hmm. And then they actually released a lineup. And everyone was pissed off about it. <laughs> um, plus the fact that apparently for pre-sale tickets for it, the limit, the max limit you could buy tickets, that was, like, 10 which yeah. is unheard of and ridiculous. Yeah. So a lot of people were saying scalpers bought it, and then they were upset, and then they saw the lineup, and I doubt that they were upset anymore. <laughs> or like, oh, we're not upset. They're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not mad anymore. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so Cle or uh, yeah, so Cleveland at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is happening on Saturday, June eighth. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this first name because it's all alphabetical. Is it the weird one? Charlie Two N A and Cut Chemist. I don't I'm know who that is. That is. If you know who, who those people are, please let us know. Yeah. Uh, Maybe old to know. I don't know. Is this an emo rapper? I don't know. I'm assuming that it is or a DJ. I, I, I didn't look it up and I won't look it up. Um, it seems like for doing a 25 year uh, <coughs> reunion or not reunion, but like a celebration of Warp Tour, uh, you would have had other bands play. But the bands are Emery, Hawthorne Heights, Simple Plan and We the Kings. Uh, Which, I mean, those are solid bands, but I also have seen most of those bands at yeah. Warped Tour in the past. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just because not a lot of the bands are together anymore. But once you start talking about uh, the other shows, 
which are happening on June 29th and June 30th in Atlantic City. And then you have the 20th and 21st in Mountain View, California. Uh, Those lineups are actually really fire. Um, New Jersey actually sold out. Yeah. For the two days, right? Uh, yeah, they sold out today. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Lyman said, we talked to everyone. <laughs> There's acts that couldn't make it work, and they wish they could make it work. Some big bands are calling me going, how do we make this work? And at this point, I just don't have the time to make it work. We probably probably could have stretched this out to four days pretty easily. So he's just doing it as like a, a, a riot fest sort of thing in two right, other cities. Two days. It's a weekend instead of three days. Exactly. And I don't know if I could. Most people could survive four days. Like, that's how Lollapalooza do, does it now. And yeah. honestly... Like, Warp Tour is, like, I, I anticipate myself to jump in the pit and get beaten up continuously throughout one day. <laughs> Doing that for four days? I will tell you, I experienced this at Lollapalooza. It is a mistake. Don't do it. You will hurt. <laughs> you will hurt every fiber of your whole damn being. It, yeah, it's not worth it. It's not I worth it. Please don't do this to yourself. If you go to Lala this year, please don't do what I did and go so fucking hard. At 12 p.m. on the first day, and give myself an asthma attack in the pit for Slaves UK. Please don't do that to yourself. You're not gonna have a fun time the rest of the day. You will, but you'll regret everything else. You will, but you won't. In pain. I'm looking over like the bands that are playing it though, and I'm like, I understand you talk to everybody, but like. Are you sure you talk to everybody? Because, uh, okay, so this is my thought about any time that they do a festival show in L.A. It's like, oh, you mean where all the bands live? Like, how easy is it to just get a ton of people right. to show up to the place down the street from where they live? I feel like, so well, I don't... Me too. You don't have to pay for, like, any other expenses that you would have to pay yeah. for, like, a band, say, who, like, lives out here in, like, the Midwest. Yeah. You can just be like, well, I'll give you, like, a case of beer and catered food and okay, bye. Yeah, you show up, hang out with friends, and then, like, you can leave at the end of the thing. Like, it, 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 it it's surprising to me when they try to make it like, oh, this lineup's really good. It's like, it's nearby. <laughs> like, you're not going anywhere. Uh, and I think that that's kind of how the Atlantic City one is, too, because it's a lot of, like, as far as I can tell, like, East Coast acts. There are some people that are traveling to both, and they're doing, uh, yeah, they're doing both shows. Uh, but... It seems to me like a lot of them are just local, like you can get here, let's do it, uh, and trying to get as many different types of bands on the same thing. I see that the Atlantic City looks to, the Atlantic City uh, show seems to have a lot more ska uh, at it, which mean, looks feel that. neat. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I mean, we're talking like uh, a day to remember at Atlantic City, uh, a tray use at both. Uh, Blink-182 is at the Atlantic City one. Frank Iero and his new band are at both, too. Yeah, Frank Iero's at both. Good Charlotte's at both. Um, I'm trying to see who else is overlapping here. I think Simple Plan is at both, yeah. Uh, the starting line is at both. Starting line's at both. Taking I, would seriously go, I would go to the California one just because I have never seen the starting line, and I fucking love the starting line. But I also know, don't know anyone who would actually get up and go with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Taking Back Sunday is just at the Atlantic City one. Thrice is at uh, both. Some 41's at the California one. So, I mean, the, the, the lineup is good. Like, I think it's, it's a good festival. It's an emo kid's wet dream. Yeah. Uh, 
I think that, you know, for, for once I'm looking at a festival lineup and saying this doesn't look like it'll affect what is happening at Riot Fest very much because I don't think that this is a, like, summer festival routing thing. No, I think it's just like, like you said, who's in the area and who's open? What's yeah, up? and what can we do to, like, sort of celebrate, like, 25 years of Warp, Warp Tour? But I don't think it's like, oh, because they're playing this, they're also playing like the summer festival circuit. So they might be at Riot Fest or something like that. So us here in Chicago, we're just going to have to kind of deal with like not a lineup like that. If we want to, we can drive out to Ohio to see Hawthorne Heights. I mean, I've seen Hawthorne Heights more than enough times, but I'm sorry. I don't think it could constitute driving all the way up to Ohio for it. No, it is for lovers, but it's not for me. It's not for, I don't know. I've never been to Ohio, so... It's, uh, you know what, everybody talks a lot of shit. He just did some weird jig. Yeah, it's for the the Ohio's for Lovers pun that I just made. Thank you. Uh, Cleveland's cool. I like Cleveland. It's not like I'd go there all the time, but I like it. I will say that I, um, my friends and I, I kind of uh, told my friend um, while we were out and she was drinking. um, (laughs) I said, hey, I really want to go to this festival. It's in Michigan and it's only one day and it's in like a middle school. Yeah. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, look at this lineup. Like, it's a bunch of, it's for Bloodfest, and it's yeah. the last year. I've never been. I wanted to go last year, but none of my friends listened, really listened to um, New Emo. So no no one would go with me next, uh, last year. But this year, I may go. So nice. I'm really hoping, and I think uh, my manager lets me go, because I will be gone for the whole first week of May, and it is in late May. Damn. So oh, yeah. that's also a uh, bomb lineup. The Wonder Years are headlining. Yeah, um, I saw that. People think that La Dispute is going to come back and get back together for it. We'll see how that happens. Who knows? We'll see. I don't listen to oh, neither, yeah, so the... it doesn't really affect <laughs> yeah. me. But Safe Face is going to be there. Uh, it's a really cool band from New Jersey, and they fuck. Yeah, I remember they were at, uh, they were at Rye Fest. Rye right? Fest. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. a good set. They played a really rad set. Nice. Uh, just going along with other things that are happening this summer that were announced, uh, the Pitchfork lineup came out. Was that today? Yeah, it was today. Um, it's okay. Comparatively to last year. Um, usually not excited because it's a bunch of like indie music. Mm -hmm. Um, but not even more so last year I was kind of like, yeah, I'll go. And I actually did go, uh, thanks to work and I wasn't too hyped about it. I feel like the main notable acts are like Sky Fiera Charlie XCX. Um, Haim is pretty. Yeah, Haim is supposed to be. I see a lot of Haim. One of the headliners. Is it Haim or Haim? I've heard both. Actually, we were talking about this in work the other day, too, and neither, no one knew. (laughs) Pick a name that makes sense phonetically. (laughs) If you're in a band, yeah, just pick a phonetically easy to remember name. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I looked at it and I said, I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah, no, I wasn't impressed. Soccer mommy is going to be there, but she's also probably going to be on the summer tour route again. So you could probably catch her, at, you know, most other events and venues. Yeah. So Chicago doesn't have much going for it specifically right now. I um, think it's, a. there was a good article, um, last year, um, right before Ride Fest started and it was about why Chicago has so many fucking festivals. Cause we have a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it also was talking about how it could negatively, negatively affect the lineups in the future with the next five or so years. Cause there's so many fucking festivals that we yeah. have. Um, 
Which I thought was interesting because we also have smaller fests that are in like the neighborhoods like Dew Division and like Wicker Park Fest and West mm-hmm. Fest that also get a little bit larger names. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that does affect because of the city limit of where you can't play in a certain time frame. So that affects, you know, Lollapalooza predictions here and Riot Fest predictions. So that's always a fun thing to play around <laughs> with. And Lollapalooza... Um, Tickets and lineups should go on sale probably within the next month or so. Yeah, I think so. Four more days of hell. And it'll still be too expensive, and it still won't have enough bands that I want to see. I mean, well, the, some of the rumors are 21 Pilots is going to headline. Headline? Yeah. Are they that? like? I, I guess so. That's the biggest rumor next to Ariana Grande, but I feel like that's a given. That's like a free giveaway yeah. token. Like your yeah, free Ariana, space to I could see them um, like but opening otherwise, I'm for not somebody. Even, I'm not even sure who's going to be there because even we thought Marina and the Diamonds was going to play and she isn't. She's playing a show at Aragon in September. Yeah. Uh, isn't Muse releasing? Are they released an album? But I think they're doing their own tour, so I don't think. Yeah, so they, they may also be another possibility as a headliner. Yeah, because then I could see like Muse and Twenty One Pilots on the same day, like Twenty One Pilots opening for Muse. Yeah, I could see that. That kind of oh, thing. There's a bunch of hopeful dads out there who really hope <laughs> that um, Foo Fighters come back to Lala. Ah, but if stop. you really look at their like scheduling, it'd be so far out of their way yeah. on the tour route to come through. And I mean, they played Wrigley Field last year. Like, What else are you going to do in Chicago yeah, at that you point? You just like, give it a couple of years. You really do. I don't, uh, I don't know. Foo Fighters need to like... I don't know. They just keep doing the same stuff over and over again. It's like, this isn't fun. <laughs> it's like, none of this is fun. No one's having a good time anymore, except for all the dads who are here, like, super hyped. Yeah. So I don't know if I like that. Well, um, so another one, too, is that Bunbury over in Ohio Festival, they announced their, their lineup a while ago, but it's right now the only scheduled date for Fall Out Boy to perform. Oh, Okay. So I don't know if that means fall. I don't. I doubt Fall Out Boy's probably going to go on a festival circuit. I mean, but it could know. be that they might do another tour. How many years has it been since they played Riot? Like, I think when, since it, when, when did they come back? Six years ago, right? Yeah, it was the year they was still in uh, Humboldt. It was before they moved over to Douglas. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they're they've been. It's been a while since twenty thirteen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Uh. I think so so like you're looking at uh, it's a good time for for them to play sure, it could uh, be, to come yeah. back um so i don't know i mean that 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 would make a lot of sense to me for them to come back to riot fest i don't think they'd go Lollapalooza. no i, I doubt it uh, unless they really try to go off of like look at mania and then we're gonna be like please don't play most things off of mania thank you yeah <laughs> you know they will uh, like Cisco was saying, they're not about nostalgia. They're about the new stuff. And it's like, yeah, but, but your old stuff's better. And it's not like hyperbole. Your old stuff's better. Anyway, every time we talk about Fall Out Boy on this, on this podcast, we fucking rip into Fall Out Boy. Can't, can't stop. You rip more into Fall Out Boy than I do. Yeah, fucking, of course I do. Um, so uh, we mentioned a couple of like just tours, so not festivals that are coming through. Corn announced a tour. Uh, I definitely plan on going to that because uh, of Fever three through three and yeah, Fever three through three. If you haven't checked them out, go and check out Fever three through three. Yeah, 
so that'll be a good show. Uh, Slipknot I'll probably go see, even though I don't care about any of the openers, because I fucking love Slipknot. Uh, and then, when a surprising twist, I think, uh, the Smashing Pumpkins... The the nice dude from Oasis. The nicer dude from Oasis. The nicer dude from Oasis. <laughs> the less assholey dude from Oasis. And I'm quoting my manager. <laughs> and AFI announced that they are all going on tour this summer. Uh, and I've seen a little bit of a of a of a. People aren't excited to go see AFI and Smashing Pumpkins. So I think I think it was kind of interesting because I saw the lineup announcement and I got to work and we had a, we were planning to release um, the Smashing Pumpkins mm-hmm. uh, contest and everything, too. But they didn't have their ma- their other opener, which was AFI. Mm-hmm. And I went up to my manager. I'm like, AFI is opening for this. Did we know about this in advance? And he's <laughs> like, oh, that's like super weird, actually. Yeah. So and I'm like, OK, well, I'm probably going to need tickets just so I can go mainly see <laughs> AFI. I'm just going to tell you now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I, I mean, AFI is one of my favorite bands and Smashing Pumpkins have just like invited like so much controversy recently. And I don't know if all of it is like necessary, but at the I very just feel least, like Smashing Pumpkins, like Billy Corgan in general, has just always been a walking controversy. So I don't feel like it's really new anymore. It's kind of like Morrissey. Like, we, we just know. We yeah. know. Uh, but, like, so everybody is always looking at the um, the the fact that he was on Infowars a couple years ago. Which, I mean, giving some context to it, I haven't actually watched it. And I don't plan on watching anything from Infowars ever in my life. Uh, but he wasn't really talking about politics so much. He was talking a little bit about conspiracy theories that he believes in, but he wasn't getting too into it where it was like, oh my God, I can't believe that he believes the freaking frogs are gay. Like he's just sort of like being very weird, but not weird in the way where you're like, we need to not support this guy anymore. I think it's better to not support him based on like how he's treated the band how he treated uh, Darcy, the bassist, who's not with the band any longer, and just how he generally is as a person. Um, but that's why I'm like, but I don't know. I, I know their tour didn't sell well when they came through, even in Chicago, which is like such a big thing for them to be back and coming back to Chicago is like such a such right, a such a celebration. But yeah, but it like wasn't that it wasn't sold very well. And I mean, now they're going to Tinley Park again. So I don't know if it'll be better there, but I do know that AFI being one of my favorite bands is like, I really want to go see that. I want to see him on a big stage. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to I do mean, about that. I mean, last time I saw AFI is when they played Riot Fest, which I think yeah. was the only other time that they, no, they rolled through, um, was it Aragon or Lincoln Hall, I think, a few years ago? Uh... It's been a while because they were doing like they did the blood tour. And I remember they rolled through. I just don't remember the venue. That yeah, they I think oh, I think it was Aragon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Like it, they just that's what I, I love about AFI. The they skip us like all the time. And I'm like, they're going to play. They're going to play a fast. And then, they yeah. know, because uh, they've been and it's kind of like this, like they'll do a headliner and then they'll open for a bigger band. So like they did uh, they did Lala the year the Green Day headlined because they were on the green day tour that year so like they they always kind of do that where they're like 
we're doing our own headlining and then they may come here and then they're like we're going out with a bigger band and then they like don't come here yeah uh the rise against tour i was like why is that not coming to chicago like they're they're chicago too they live here (laughs) yeah like they chose not to come to chicago for rise against like that's weird um so I don't know. I, I think it's it's weird, but I think that maybe the more the closer we get, the more it's like really announced for the tour. Maybe like will be it'll make more sense. Right. Well, DB Havocs um, and Jade um, Pudgett's other side project, Black yeah. Audio, is on tour now, though. Isn't that this month? March 26th at Lincoln Hall. Well, in I'm Chicago. In yeah, I'm in UK, so won't be able to go. That's so tragic. You were yep. probably the only other person I knew who would have gone with me. So I guess yeah. maybe I'm going alone. I was getting my girlfriend into it, too. But uh, she she listened to, like, the first record, which is the only one I really know from Black Audio. Uh, but, yeah, I won't be able to make it. Sorry, Black Audio. I have to miss you again. Again, maybe, never see Black Audio. I know. Maybe they'll do a festival circuit. Maybe. That'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe we'll see them on uh, on Riot Fest this year instead of AFI. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for coming back. Thanks for any new listeners from the Alternative Press article. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you... Uh, sticking with us uh, we've got a few cool interviews coming up I think and uh, once we can get those together we're going to have some real cool shit for you guys so yep. and have some, uh, uh, some fun content funner yeah. content funner content especially when it gets warmer out here we can go outside and like do oh more. my god yeah it's been hard it's going fucking cold the here please help us it's so bad um, yeah so uh, if you are new uh, we are an independent local podcast so we need all the support we can get same way as you'd support a local band i think or anyone doing something in your neighborhood uh if you can hit us with a subscribe on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts if you can hit us with a subscribe on youtube if you can hit us with a a like or a follow on any of our other social medias all of them are in the details down below We'll if you're listening to some stickers podcasts. too, so you can like put them up everywhere. Oh my God, we cool. still need to get merch. <laughs> we'll get merch eventually this year. We promise. <laughs> we promise merch is coming. We promise something cool. I have so many designs. It's just getting them. We made have some and... very cute designs. Yeah. So stuff is coming. So thanks if you're new. Thanks if you're old. Thanks if like me. Thanks if you're. Uh, thanks if you've been sticking around with us and uh, we hope you continue to and from all of us here at the Emo Social Club Podcast I am Brian and I'm Luffy and we'll see you next week goodbye goodbye